Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And just to make it very simple, if you socially distanced and you wore a mask and you were smart, none of this would be a problem. It's all self-imposed. It's all <laughs> self-imposed. If you didn't eat the cheesecake, you wouldn't have a weight problem. It's all <laughs> self-imposed. And for the millions of parents who want to know, are the schools going to open tomorrow in New York City? That's the law, an orange zone and a red zone. Follow the facts. Oh, my goodness. So I would just say this. If I wasn't so afraid, Alice, that um, that um, it was that it wouldn't appear everywhere else in the world, my headline for the New York Post today, for the Boston Herald today, mm-hmm. would be Cuomover. Thoughts? Like a comb over? Exactly. Cuomo <laughs> is over. Well, you just heard there are some of the highlights of Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York finally, finally exploding <laughs> out of the... He just lost it today. Yes, exploding out of the veneer that he so successfully had uh, shielding him from who he really is and shielding us from who he really is, is I guess what I should say. Man, what a crazy... The guy, the master of the tempered disciplined sober press conferences Mm -hmm. exploded there today (laughs) it was crazy crazy good for you um who is the guy jimmy Vilkind, i guess is his name from the wall street journal is the guy who first puts it to him so what happened today is that we got a special alert and maybe you did too because we get to get alerts from cnn fox and ap and whatever Mm -hmm. saying that school tomorrow in new york city is canceled my goodness that's a big thing that's mm-hmm. a big thing. So you'd think that uh, there's a million school children in New York City, in Manhattan. That's a lot of school kids. So you'd think that maybe the governor might have some information on this. <laughs> you would uh, assume. And reporters, think. by the way, I, we're going to talk to, after this, somebody who was not going to speak 
publicly about her own battle with COVID, but who was so incensed by some of the stuff Andrew Cuomo said that she said, screw it, and she's going to jump on in a bit. And you know her. Her name is Jacqueline Cashman. And she has been sucking now for like six weeks with COVID. Her life has been terrible. I've been texting back and forth. She's been in total hell. She'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, but Cuomo today, that's all gone. All the stuff about that about the love gov and, and uh, having a, uh, what was that called? The Cuomo. Oh, there were Cuomo sexuals. Those were people in love with Andrew Cuomo, and you can be man, woman, the or anything else. speculation about his nipple rings, potentially. That's all over. <laughs> the chances of him getting a gig with the administration, maybe, possibly, but I think he's generally about over. This was not a good situation here. The the we'll start with we'll start with uh, the reporter's question. Simply asking the governor if there's school tomorrow. Today you said, well, I might have to impose an orange zone and I might have to close the schools, which an orange zone does. So what's going on? Does the city still have the ability to close its schools? Are you now taking control and saying that you have the power to make this decision? And for the millions of parents who want to know, are the schools going to open tomorrow in New York City? So what you have is de Blasio closing the schools. Cuomo suggesting earlier in the day that um, – that, or, or not earlier in the day, suggesting earlier this year – and ongoing that the state decides what closes and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So this should be a simple question right? for the parents, the millions of parents. That's Jimmy Veilkind of the Wall Street Journal who asked a very good question. All right. First of all, let's try not to be obnoxious and offensive. Here we go. In your tone. Mm-hmm. Because you're 100% wrong. These laws have all been in effect for months. Talking about Jimmy Vilkind's tone. Listen to the tone on <laughs> this guy right here. I don't know if that's pure. Unbelievable. The pure insanity magma rolling out of his brain. <laughs> or um, it was a multiple martini lunch. <laughs> but this is a bleep eating, venomous tone from the governor. And it's going to change in a moment. I've always said we set initial parameters. Is this like Voldemort or one of those at the end of the thing when they've got everybody tied up and they're about to smite him for good? I don't know, but it uh, like you said, the three martini lunch. I was going for something. Like, was he out day drinking? Like, why is he just so like inexplicably furious with everyone here? Like, it just it's so weird. And if you were to with your loved one, if you were to say, I don't know if you seem to understand. Or how many times I'm going to say it to you. You would realize that you're married to a psycho and grab the kids, get the cargo, and the hell out of there. And then the school district picked a percent within those parameters. New York City picked three percent. We announced the orange zone law over a month ago. I don't know if you were here. or if- Law's a one-syllable word. <laughs> it needn't last four seconds. You were paying attention. But that has been in effect for over a month. It always said, if by the state's numbers you hit 3%, the schools close. <laughs> Did he major in condescension in, in college? Why do I feel like I'm being threatened just I listening know. to this? Is he slowly approaching I'm the guy sorry. with a bat? Is the, is the guy handcuffed with his hands behind his, his back in this chair? Is he walking towards him? What's going on here? 
Okay. There's nothing that the law hasn't said for over a month. We then had the test out procedure. You know, this is a public press conference. This is not an execution. We don't think. Anyway, Jesus. If you were paying attention, you would have known we closed the schools in New York City two weeks ago. Remember when we did an orange zone and a red zone in Brooklyn and Queens? Now, <laughs> now put the lotion in the basket, Jimmy Veilkind. Can we close the schools? Don't you remember that? Okay, so don't you, so what are you talking about? How, what are you talking about? You're now going to override. We did it already. Huh? That's the law, an orange zone and a red zone. Follow the facts. All right. So obviously we're <laughs> Wait, dealing do you have the with, rest of this? We're obviously yeah. dealing with multiple personalities here. And the angry one, where the orderlies have to come out, just expose him. He is now there. Well, then you're confused. I'm confused. And then I'll tell you what, Jimmy. Still, parents are still confused as well. The schools oh, they're not confused. Tomorrow. You're confused. No, I think but parents are. No, you're confused. No, you're confused. <laughs> they're not confused. It's the law. Confused as well. Read the law, and you won't be confused. Go ahead. I said very clearly that the law deems that the schools will be. The guy asked a very good question because this is not like you really can't go to the next question because somebody had to ask the first question, which is: Is there school tomorrow? But no, 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 the dark Sith Lord now is now looking at the other next guy. Well, look who else we have here. As if you thought you were walking into a press conference. The schools are open by state law. Oh, they're open. That's the question. I think Jimmy's correct in, in asking that question. I don't think it's obnoxious at all. Well, I don't really care what you think. Uh, of course... You agree with him because you're in the same business with him. You're both whores. <laughs> what I'm I mean, both media what? people. <laughs> Yo, you know, I, I kept I the was, two of you are in cahoots to ask me if the schools are going to be open tomorrow. Like, what? What? <laughs> it's so weird. Why is he acting like that? Right. So he said the schools will be open. Meanwhile, I have something that tells me the schools are closed tomorrow. <laughs> but no, the schools are open. The schools, by state law... Oh, okay. Well, what is the answer to your question? What is the answer to your question? I don't know what the answer is. They've switched roles now. <laughs> now he's asking Jimmy if the schools are open. <laughs> well, I could see. Sorry, we've got a, uh, in, a bogey here. I'm not, I mean, in a, in a loving sense. Hi, my friend. Hi, Cyril. Do you want to listen to the show? Do you want to put these on? Do you want to wear the headphones? No? Oh, okay, well, we'll get back to Cuomo here. Yes, you do. You, you said when does the state close the schools? When you get to an orange zone, which you're suggesting could happen, but is not necessarily happening by tomorrow. So then what are you asking? You just so, answered your own question. We're asking, sir, can we walk into the building with kids tomorrow is what we want to know. Is the bus coming to pick up my child? The other week you said. Hand, excuse me. But on one hand, you have granted Bill de Blasio the kind of oversight of his schools. And there are rumors that, that the number in New York City will rise about 3%, which would trigger closing schools. 
Now, you've just said that an orange zone could be in the offing, it could be the entirety of New York City, which would also close schools, but your number is 2.5. So I guess just the point blank question is, are schools going to be open tomorrow in New York Let's City? Let's do it. <laughs> the point blank question, once again, are schools going to be open in New York City? Governor, you're in charge of this, ultimately. This is all you. Can you let us know what to do at about 6.38 a.m.? Do I drive the car to the school or do I not? Do I bring the kid to the bus stop or will there not be a bus coming? Again, for you. This maybe gets confusing over the days and nights. Nobody's creepy. <laughs> Nobody's creepy at all. Over the days and nights as you stand alone, beads of sweat making their way down your temple. You contemplate the future. You wonder about schools and trifle about such things. But I know the law. This, um, nobody's crazy, but it's okay. I know it gets confusing for you. Is this not a complete and total? Is this guy in, like, psyops? This is a reporter asking a question who's trying to write something down. And rather than the mad rantings... You know, in the stream of consciousness of a man who seems to be certainly schizophrenic and having a meltdown, like I've only seen in movies. I've never seen this a human being have this problem. I can tell you one thing. It's certainly more insane than anything Trump's ever done in a press conference. No, Trump is mean during a press conference. That's not true. That's <laughs> not true. Uh, schools set their own. School, 700 school districts, they all set their own number. That's the number. Unless they fall into a microcluster. Oh, oh, great. Here we go. New wormhole alert, by the way, media. <laughs> the microcluster. Sir, before we move on to microclusters, <laughs> do I pack a lunch for Billy tomorrow? Really, I need to know that before I learn about <laughs> microclusters or triclo-flusters or the law or anything else. Overrides the local rules. So in this case, sir, let's unpack this. In this case, all the overrides would result in what, sir, for my school? Yellow, orange, red. Okay. If it's Buffalo? Well, well if it's Buffalo, what? I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> All right. The Buffalo closing number for schools. But the Buffalo schools close in that orange zone, right? Why? Because it's an orange zone and it's over 3%. Well, maybe Buffalo had a rule of 4%. Well, maybe you could tell us if the schools are open, because we've been at this for quite a while now, and you notice nobody's interrupting you, sir? That should start to worry you. The fact that the press is just rolling on every second of this should be something that your camp, that your communications people should be, your communications people at this point should be pulling the fire alarm, because this is no good. Unless, of course, they're so taken aback by this rabidly psychotic episode. The 5% or 6%, I don't know. Doesn't matter. 
if it goes. I can't imagine. This is like every good psycho scene in a movie, like Captain <laughs> yeah. Queeg, whatever, with the marbles and strawberries and. But yeah, where are his people? They should be gesticulating wildly from the back of the room, like "Stop, sir! Yeah. Stop, please!" This is a classic. Like I'm, I just, I just, uh, I just uh, applied for the Biden administration. I'm not going out there. I'm not going to make be a make myself famous over this thing who knows <laughs> could stab me with a microphone i'm not no you can go out there i'm not going out there all right over three percent in an orange zone oh. because now it's saying the decision isn't just about a school it's about a school in an intensely infected community this is like the worst college class in the world to take <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the professor, I mean, the good thing is his backs to you a lot, so they can look at your friends and say, "What? The, what is this exactly?" In the bad, <laughs> but he's in his own world completely. <laughs> this is something with a family that's infected. I have seen homeless people <laughs> say similar things, and they rant on and on and on. Generally, people who and a candy store that has a high infection. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we're on to candy store. At this point, you're rolling. The orderly is rolling the person in the wheelchair down the hall. He's on to candy stores. That usually means that he's. it's towards the end of the evening. He's getting more fatigued than usual. There's a little paper cup you give him with a few pills in it. It's pleated. The paper is pleated on the sides. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that he has that in apple juice, and you give him the pills, and he takes the apple juice. But he'll try not to take the pills sometimes. So sometimes you may have to hide the pills in something or just make sure he takes those. And well, can... he didn't get them today. I can tell no. you that something went awry. Infection rate on a bus route that has a high infection rate. So the micro. It's like the candy stores. Uh, every business in New York, in Manhattan, like three fourths have like, totally been decimated and are closed. It's like the only like last holdouts are four candy stores. And they just heard that and like, Fuck, that's it for us. It's great. Thanks a lot, Psycho. You had to, uh, you know, whatever weird uh, LSD trip you're on, had to include candy stores, really? <laughs> All we had was we were safe from your idiocy and the moronic mayor's idiocy. But no, there we go. Busters override the normal locally set school <laughs> infection rate. Why did you hold the schools in Erie County last Excuse me. You were over 3%. Excuse me. Right? Excuse me. I'm in a long and winding rant. This could go anywhere. Just buckle up. And there's been just like all over the city's decision making on this. Any? No, 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 not city. Any? Yeah, not city. Clara That's where we are now. No city. School district. So it just happened in Buffalo. Any local school district. In a micro cluster zone. You're right. You know what? Other than the fact that he's not slurring, these are the rantings of a late night wasted person. <laughs> right. Who's just on and is fighting to keep his eyes open. And then it could be candy stores. And it could, it's micro clusters. <sighs> it's because that's now a highly infected zone. The schools. The question was, are the schools open tomorrow? <laughs> tomorrow, as in, we right. really need to know, not like, in theory, something, like, really, just tomorrow, are they open or not? Right, and, and that was, it. 
seven minutes ago now, <laughs> and we're all on a long, train, strange trip. Can remain open. Okay. Oh well, then they're in open. an orange zone. Good. Then they're open. Thank but you. But oh. they have to do additional testing. Okay. On a larger point, when you're talking about... On a larger point, uh, are you insane, sir? <laughs> ...microclusters. Those are obviously supposed to be kind of limited geographic areas. New York City is... We realize, sir, that you've taken a bag and a half of mushrooms uh, <laughs> just before you entered the room, but can we start to define some of your uh, psychotic uh, imagery? Obviously not a, a, a limited geographic area, nor is it a limited population center. How would that qualify as a... Microcluster is not spatially defined. Of course it's not. Of course it's not. Dr. Timothy Leary, of course it's not. It transcends the space-time continuum. You should know that. ...was as opposed to statewide action or regional action. But is that not a region? No. Long Island and Westchester would be within the region. So microcluster was, I guess your point about the connotation of micro. Well, because you, you said that there are 10 regions in the state. I get you, your point about the connotation of micro. You meant that I meant, thought it meant small. <laughs> no. On Clector 7 here, micro means something totally mean different. 8 million people. Yes. One of those regions is New York City. So if you're going to shut New York City down to an extent with lesser restrictions under an orange zone, that is it by ipso facto a regional shutdown. Well, it not? yeah, but... He's not going to like ipso facto. You don't say that to this kind of thing. The micros <laughs> to distinguish from statewide or normally region-wide. So Erie is not, we're not doing all of Western New York. It's a micro zone. We're not doing Chautauqua. We're not doing Cataragas, et cetera. It's a micro. It's a micro zone. So that's the answer to are the, are the schools open in New York City tomorrow? <laughs> I don't know. I would pack a lunch, I guess. I'm not in, we're not in New York. We're in Massachusetts. Some of our schools are open. So, but our friends in New York, we don't know what mm-hmm. to tell you about school tomorrow. So. Right. It's a micro zone. Right? It's a law. Micro zone. So, maybe you can decipher some of this. Remember when we did an orange zone and a red zone in Brooklyn and Queens and we closed the schools? Don't you remember that? Okay, so don't you, so what are you talking about? How, what are you talking about? You're now going to override. We did it already. That's the law, an orange zone and a red zone. Follow the facts. I'm still confused. Well, then you're confused. I'm confused. And I then I'll tell you what, Jimmy. Parents are still confused as well. The schools oh, in they're not confused. Tomorrow. You're confused. No. A lot of us are confused, Governor. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. I don't know. And th- the thing is, is that, just before they were about to leave, um, as the governor gets up to leave, Jimmy and everybody else there has more questions for him because nobody knows if there's school tomorrow, among other things. So, But the governor, as he gets up then, one of these questions perturbs him, and he starts to answer. School? If the mayor, the mayor said, okay, the mayor said 3%. If the schools hit 3% in the city, I expect the mayor, who was said 57 times, if they hit 3%, we will close them. Why would he say 57 times when there's 57 Heinz? That bothers me. That's way too close. Uh, that is in conformance... I'm asking for reaction. 
I'm sorry. Say that again. The chancellor has announced two principles that schools will be closing temporarily. Yeah, sir. During your um your uh, hour and a half acid trip, we actually got the <laughs> chancellor of the schools to answer the question. And they said they're going to be closed. So, can you respond to that now? <laughs> so the mayor's saying it hit three percent. The chancellor has said that in emails to principals that the schools will be closed temporarily. Yes. So I just wanted a reaction from you. But that is what the mayor has always said. And That's what the mayor's always said? Remember, it's not the mayor said, when I say the mayor said, it's not actually technically accurate. We. He may be drunk, actually. I. That was my impression of the whole thing. I don't know. Either that or, like, he's been. This is my most possibly benefit of the doubt interpretation here is that maybe he. Uh, has been staying up late working on all this stressful COVID stuff so much that mm. he's just like so underslept that he's like acting like he's completely high and out of it, which can also happen. But right, so he's lost his mind either chemically <laughs> or organically. We went through a very formal process where I said consult with the parents, make them part of it, have web chats, have webinars. Uh, because you can't just by fiat say the schools open or the schools close. It only works if you if the parents are willing to send the children. So make it an inclusive collective process. I mandated that the school district consult with the parents and have uh, webinars, etc., and answer all the questions. So that three percent. The mayor said, in my opinion, in a collaborative with the parents. And that was the agreement. And okay, the agreement so that's the, that's the union so, agreed to and agreement. And if it is 3%, there we then go. I understand exactly. I understand the mechanics of it, but my question for you is, like, the closing of New York City schools, what does that say about the state's broader progress? You have touted the state's progress for months and months and months. This would appear to be a setback. How do you feel about that? Now, hold on. This, have you heard this? Which thing? What's about to happen? I don't. I haven't heard this part. I don't think unless this it's... is the, so. The reporter says this is the state's broader progress. This appears to be a setback. Listen. I don't now. think he's gonna like it. Listen now. <laughs> okay. You get a bit of truth from Cuomo here, and this is as dark as you could ever have thought it would be. I mean, your your microcluster strategy what? is not working at this point to Ooh. curb the statewide spread. What do you have to say about that? Yeah. Well. Are, are we having broader restrictions at this point? Yeah. I mean, the cluster strategy has largely well, failed. Let's not talk your characterizations, okay? Uh, and your adverbs. Let's <laughs> talk fact. The whole world. Your adverbs. Up, right? The whole world. Every state in the nation is going up, right? So success becomes what? How you're doing relative to everybody else. Really? Really? <laughs> no. Success to me is one, can my kid go to school? Two, are we all going to die? <laughs> well, it's relative to everybody else. <laughs> Don't think of it like that. For instance, if the percentages here are lower than the percentages in Greece, but all of your family is dying <laughs> right now, that's success. <laughs> that's what matters. Woohoo! What are you doing this, looking at, uh, taking this personally? This isn't about you. This is about me and my legacy and my books and my posters, which are, by the way, available <laughs> just in the front hall. 
But it's about a comparison of how well we're doing what? If we lose 100,000 people, but Turkey loses 38,000, but population-wise, that's better than them, then we win. That's success. That's how what success becomes. Success is not, are you defying reality? Excuse me. Are you defying reality? It's how are you doing compared to everybody else? We are. How are you doing compared to everybody else? That's success, New York. Congratulations, New York, by the way. Excellent job <laughs> hiring this guy. You know, thank God uh, you know, that Donald Trump is the only crazy New Yorker out there. But this guy, <laughs> this guy, success. That's why he wrote a book. 30,000 died in New York. Sure, that's fine. But now probably 35,000. That's fine. Because it was a success. Because those percentages compared to other, some other countries, not too bad if you think about it. Success. That's why he wrote the manual on how to beat COVID. Fourth in the United States of America. Yeah. Come to me with anything else that we're fourth in the United States of America after having had the highest infection rate in the United States of America. That's damn right. Spike the COVID <laughs> football. Now's the time to do it. New Yorkers are doing a great job. And don't demean them. Oh, yeah. That's what's happening here. They're demeaning them. <laughs> yeah, the reporters are trying to demean New Yorkers. Yes. That's what just happened. Yeah, The problem is not that the, the reporters are demeaning them. It's just that he's depleting them. And uh, I think that should be where success is defined. I mean, I don't think anybody should be at this point in the game trying to take credit for their policies having beaten COVID or some other states' policies having killed all their citizens. Like, it's COVID doesn't seem to be super responsive to policy measures, frankly. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you haven't seen the successes in New York. Because the entire world is going up. It's disrespectful to New York. The entire world. <laughs> Of course they are, because they're going up in the on the world. If you're if you're on the planet, the cases are going up. The question becomes, how are you doing relative to everyone else? And New Yorkers are doing better than everyone else. That is a fact. Exactly. Especially if you're in the coffin business, you have <laughs> never done better than right here in New York. Not your opinion. Thank you. Nicely done, Cuomo. The whole world is going up, right? The whole world. Every state in the nation is going up, right? So success becomes what? How you're doing relative to everybody else. That's how what success becomes. Success Could you have told us that before you ran for governor, by the way? <laughs> Just in case, is there any chance? It is incredible that this press and these couple of guys here today are good, the, the journal guy, et cetera. But the, how soft the New York press has been on this clown. This is an insane man. Now, here's what he <laughs> says to get Jacqueline Cashman, who's my Herald colleague, who was my Herald colleague. She still is a columnist for the Herald. This is the thing that had her call in today or call in, had her reach out. Or accept my harangue and 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 <laughs> your constant talk to us. harassment. Yes, she got COVID. Jacqueline Cashman is an extremely, extremely clean and antiseptic person. I remember when I first met her in 2013. 
she said that she washes with soap, et cetera, her wooden floors in her kitchen every day. Thought, Jesus, we do that, or I, we do that like uh, twice a year, <laughs> maybe. Um, and and I've actually been in her car, and it's immaculate. She's got kids; like the car seats are immaculate. The thing is floor model ready. It's ridiculous. She is such a clean person. She's very much into the health of herself and her kids. She did everything right. Everything right. And then she heard Cuomo say this today. And just to make it very simple, if you socially distanced and you wore a mask and you were smart, none of this would be a problem. It's all self-imposed. It's all self-imposed. <laughs> if you didn't eat the cheesecake, you wouldn't have a weight problem. It's all self-imposed. Holy oh Jesus. So that's why Jacqueline and I talked today. And Jacqueline, she's a good sport. Mm -hmm. We usually give each other a lot of crap. You'll see she comes right out of the the uh, right out of the uh, gate uh, firing at me here. But oh man, she is not pleased with this and she is she is looking for heads to roll starting with this moron in Albany, New York. Jacqueline, how are you? I finally know what it feels like to be overweight, um, hey. not exercising probably in 25 years. I know what it feels like now to be Tom Shattuck. Wait a second. Walking up a flight of no. stairs is actually cumbersome. How You're supposed to be in pain and apologizing to me about, <laughs> about how cruel you've been over the years and begging my forgiveness. What is this BS? I'm living in a private hellhole that I call home, and I'm taking you down with me. <laughs> in case, uh, actually, you wouldn't know unless you knew, Jacqueline has the coronavirus, and she has had COVID for uh, a couple of months anyway. And Jacqueline is somebody who's young and in shape, and she got whacked with this thing, and it just kicked the hell out of her. Jacqueline, if you can take us through, when did you first start feeling bad? First of all, you did everything right. When did you start feeling bad? Well, let me just first take you back to March 11th, which was when my kid's school got shut down. And from March 11th until school reopened after Labor Day, um, I did everything in my power to do the right thing, washing my hands, Clorox wiping every surface, every doorknob multiple times a day, um, no camps for my kids, no uh, indoor restaurants, no grocery stores. I mean, everything I was told to do, wear masks, don't let mm -hmm. people inside your house, um, socially distance, everything that Dr. Fauci said to do, I was, I mean, my friends thought I was obsessive compulsive and really over the top, especially given the fact that in general, I was healthy. I was quite active. I'm 38 years old, you know, um, somebody that shouldn't be worried about getting COVID. Now, here I am now almost six weeks ago, and I get what you consider a run-of-the-mill slight head cold. And I thought, well, there's no way I have COVID. I haven't exposed myself in any way. I don't know anybody that has it. I just spent four days in a cabin in the middle of the woods with nobody around in Maine, didn't even go to the grocery store up there, brought my groceries from Boston, got my gas in Massachusetts, um, no way to expose myself. And here I am saying, I got this little sniffle. Well, I better get tested because my children are in school and you see signs everywhere. If you feel ill, get tested. And I remember calling my aunt, you know, kind of eye rolling, thinking, geez, you know, is this what my life's going to be like? Oh, every time I get a little common cold, 
I have to go and get a COVID test. This is ridiculous. And my aunt said, yeah, you're right. Don't even bother. And I said, it's something in the back of my head. said, no, just do it. What's the big deal? And there I go. I get the test and I was positive. And it was such a shocker. My husband got tested. He was positive. Um, We don't know how we got it. Can't point to it. And, you know, he was sick for a few days. He got over it. I'm now going into week six. I've had COVID terrible symptoms for multiple weeks. I've had pneumonia now for the last three weeks. I can't walk more than up a flight of stairs without dealing with, you know, complete and utter exhaustion. I I know what it feels like to be in your 40s or 50s, overweight, and, you know, out of shape, Tom (laughs) Shaddock. I can feel with you now. These shots fired once again from you. That's why you got it. This is karma. Maybe that's a symptom. This is karma. being really mean to people. (laughs) (laughs) See, and I've been nothing but sweet to Jacqueline. I never never once made her walk up seven flights of stairs and pour water Uh. all over herself just for a cheap photo op ever. So, so okay. no, no, and not in front of like our boss's boss either. I mean, that never happened. No, luckily. That would... and you, luckily you didn't put it online for like a hundred thousand people to see either. Exactly. In the time <clears> I <throat> slipped you what you thought was marijuana in the studio, which is another thing that uh, while you were pregnant, which was a uh... while I was pregnant. Yeah, I, that I... was actually the worst thing you ever did to me. Actually, if we really want to go deep, so I guess we can ignore that for now. For those of you listening, take my word for it. It was very funny. Jacqueline took it well. <laughs> Um, so, so, so you get it and you first, you have the sniffles. What happens physically next? When did you take the deep dive and what, what was going on with you? So again, it was originally just a mild head cold. And I remember, um, you know, when I first got, I, I, I um, oh no, Tucker, 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 give, give me a second, sweetie, and then I can help you. Sorry. My kids always need me. I'm sorry, sweetie. I'll be right back. Our listeners um, are used to kids, kids really Jacqueline. Sick of. Yeah, my kids are five and seven, and they don't take well to me being sick for all this time. Um, originally, it was a mild head cold, but I'll never forget the first moment when I went to my computer and I logged in to check my results, and you see there, you know, COVID-19 positive, Oof. and your heart, like, sinks for a second. You think, Jesus, like, how could this be me? No, this can't be right. Like... I, I, you know, I don't party. I don't, I do everything I've been told to do. How, how can I, this can't be, this can't be accurate. This happens to people that aren't safe, that are irresponsible. And what I quickly learned was that that's how everybody perceived me. You know, it turned into almost like if you're a smoker and you get, and you get lung cancer, they say, well, when did you start smoking? And you say, well, no, I have lung cancer, but I actually never smoked. You know, so it's it's an immediate element of blame that gets put upon you. Yes. And then you have right. to contact all these people that oh, you've maybe only been in contact for an hour and tell them that they have to go self-quarantine for 14 days, oh. that I just stop their life. And then oh. they make you feel bad because somehow I did something to them when right. in reality, I didn't mean to do anything. I did everything I was supposed to do. I mean, even down to I had a mild head cold I immediately go get tested I stay out of harm's way until I get my results like I followed every protocol um, oh, that is sorry terrible. my kids are still going again I don't know did you hear what Cuomo said today sorry did you hear what Cuomo said today so that hold on Jeff, so before you, let me play it for you right now and just to make it very okay. simple if you socially distanced and you wore a mask and you were smart None of this would be a problem. It's all self-imposed. 
You understand that, Jacqueline? It's all self-imposed. You weren't smart. <laughs> so when I first um, told you that I had COVID, um, you know, I haven't had my reporter hat on in now a quite, quite some time or columnist hat on uh, being sick. And I reached out to you because uh, you are my friend. And I was simply just sharing, you know, a personal thing that I was going through. And your first reaction wasn't even, how are you? It was, will you come on my podcast? <laughs> and I thought... I thought, he really is a piece of work, that one. And I at first was, like, legitimately angry at you. And then my husband reminded me, he's like, Jacqueline, if the roles were reversed, you would do the same thing. That's why you guys get along, because you care about yourself and news more than you care about anything else. And that's that's your real connection. So I thought. Well, and he I, didn't I blame you, deep. right? At least he didn't blame yeah, you, well, right? So he didn't say, wow, Jacqueline, you're an irresponsible but, but person. Maybe I shouldn't have been so thrilled, actually, is, <laughs> is what you're probably... Well, it, well I guess I, I dug deep down into my selfish new soul and, and found Tom Shattuck and realized I could deal with this. But you've asked me multiple times to go on the show, yeah. and I frankly... Like, even right now, I'm winded talking to you, and I wouldn't normally come on. I kept on saying, no, no, no. Every time you reached out, it was never really about my health. It was always getting me on your podcast, but it wasn't until <laughs> what the governor said today that it sent me over the edge. And I haven't written a column about my COVID. I have so many COVID columns that I have been thinking about and want to write, but my brain isn't working right. Like the COVID brain stuff is really real. I, I lose my train of thought. I can't write emails correctly. I haven't worked in five weeks for the Herald and also for my family business. And when I saw that clip from you today, it just, it actually forced me into a coughing spasm because I got so worked up because accusing me of being some fat, so eating cheesecake and getting fat and, and this is somehow self-imposed. What that does is further the narrative that people that have COVID aren't actually victims. The people that have COVID do have that scarlet letter on their back. And that's the danger. And that only furthers people from being honest about having it and coming forward and doing the right thing. Mm. So nothing Cuomo did today was actually help the public good. It further fostered this really negative antagonistic environment between the victim of COVID and someone has to quarantine, which I get they're a victim as well. But my health has been on the line. I've been at Mass General six times. I've, I have I have nearly uh, passed out. I've blacked out. I haven't walked more than 20 steps in, in almost six weeks. I can't play with my kids. A lot of the times I can't even read to them because I'm suffering with migraines. I've had pneumonia for three weeks. They can't even help me because so few people have had pneumonia COVID at 38 that's healthy that mm. they look at me and, and don't really know what to do with me. So I tell Cuomo that, you know, I, I hope that maybe he... Uh, trips Jacqueline. into the street tomorrow and a bus goes by. <laughs> so that's that's I that does suck. Because it's terrible, and I agree with you one hundred percent. I've told Tom before I wouldn't even get tested. I had a cold a few weeks ago, and I refused to get tested. I mean, I didn't go to work or go out or go anywhere. I stayed away from people, but because of the, exactly that because it's people are so judgmental about it and and i frankly like don't think they know what they're talking about that the masks and everything like i mean i think it probably helps like a percentage chance you know but but it doesn't 100 percent guarantee anything so it's not what cuomo's saying it's not oh just wear the mask and it would all go away and i think there's a lot of that attitude of people saying like oh well people who don't wear masks people who do xyz people who 
you know, go to the beach by themselves or don't wear a mask when they do this, that that there's like a lot of blame. Like, well, if they just did it, this wouldn't even be a problem. Then we could all go back to normal. And it's so it's so wrong because, you know, it's clear, I think, that they don't really know what prevents it or causes some people to get it and some people not to, you know? Yeah. And, you know, the other, yeah, that's great, sweetie. The other thing is, is that they keep on pointing to the U.S. has gotten it wrong and America has way too many cases and that's the problem. And you look at other developed countries that are nowhere near as bad as America. What is the biggest difference between America and other developed countries in the last six or uh, 10 months? We have been rioting and protesting more than any other developed country, whether mm-hmm. it's a MAGA protest or it is a Black Lives Matter or it's an Antifa or whatever the riot is or whatever the protest is. We've had more gatherings using our First Amendment right, which is fine, but there are consequences when there are large crowds and the large crowds are causing a problem or whether it's a victory of Joe Biden. These right. large crowds, no other developed country is having these large crowds. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline, what was the worst part of uh, the the physical part? What was the wor- most painful part of that? The worst part by far was um, the cough. The mm-hmm. cough was the only way I can describe it to you was like being waterboarded. If I if if I were to guess what that feels like, I mean, I just wanted to jump out a window. It was just mm-hmm. I would I would cr- I would vomit. I would cough so hard. I would dry heave. I would cry. But like my eyes would just drain with water because like the coughing was so violent. Wow. And, and the, the, the thing that actually makes me anxious thinking about this is that this whole time you're still got to be mom. I mean, how the hell did you handle that? I mean, iPads. I mean, I, I can't, you know, low, low expect. Well, actually, this is where we probably connect, Tom. Low expectations for my parenting. That's yes. something that you can probably relate with. Correct. Uh, <laughs> no, I well, mean, us, you know, for, for the last you know. five weeks, my, my personal expectation as a parent, my expectation of my children, you know, had to be very lowered. Um, it's basically just getting by. It's, you know, you want to, you want to have Fruit Loops at seven in the morning. You want to have. You know, a donut at five thirty nine. You're supposed to have dinner. Fine. Like I, it didn't. Right. I, it was, you know, whatever. I mean, the one thing that I, uh, my sister came up with the idea is, you know, every every child wants to feel on some level empowered. They want to have some sort of level of responsibility. So give them something to try to help you. And so we made Hudson the king of making mom better. And like he loved having that responsibility. And Nicely so he would always done. get me water and ginger ale. And Tucker was, um, he would be the king of the night because he's been sleeping in my bed since he was born and he's five and a half Mm -hmm. and he slept in his bed for 27 nights. So there's been, I guess, some positives in terms of their personal, you know, their personal responsibility of trying to be a little bit helpful, but you just let a lot pass at this point. So Jacqueline, it's kind of, it's kind of unusual that somebody in as good shape you are in, in, in young has a has this ailment with so many horrific um, symptoms for this long, and you're not in the hospital. You're at home, so you just have to have it suck day after day. I, I gotta wonder with all all of that, what that does to you emotionally. You and I both very fre- infrequently, um, every other third leap year or so, would have a cocktail or two. But you can't have anything now, right? There's no escape through. 
any. No, you, I mean, you, you, you can't risk it. You can't risk it because you think it'll kill you, or you can't risk it because wh- why can't you have a martini and, and just and let that put you to sleep? Because what I've learned about COVID is nobody knows anything about COVID, and every doctor contradicts themselves. And it's very, oh, great job, Tucker. It's very scary having something that doctors know so little about and can give me so little information. And it's it's not like getting like any other bronchitis or anything else. When you talk to the doctors and they look at you like, I don't know what to tell you. We just don't know. We just don't know. It's a very scary feeling. And so, and especially since for me, I've had so many shifts and so much, so much unpredictability. And, you know, I would be fine one minute and then out of nowhere have, it would feel like I have like four knives in my head because of a migraine and I couldn't describe it. So it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't worth risking having any alcohol that would set me back. Like I want nothing more than to be myself. I want nothing more than to exercise. I mean, before getting this, I exercise 90 minutes a day, seven days a week. Now I'm like, I'm, I'm like, like, I mean, same with Tom, but yes, same here. (laughs) I'm up to, we have that in common, Tom. (laughs) Yes. Plus I've been doing puns of steel, which, you know, um, but Um, Jacqueline, by the way, but that's terrible. I like, it's, you know, it's really sobering and it's sobering because you did do everything right. And, you know, like, I know everyone hates that, that idea that, like maybe there's some things in the world we can't control that like we can't control whether or not we get COVID, um, you know, because everyone wants to believe that you can just like put on a mask and be safe and be okay. And like blame other people if, if they get COVID, but, but it's scary. And it's scary to say like, we don't know how Jacqueline got it. And, and this, all this terrible stuff is happening to her and we don't know why we don't know where it came from. We don't know how to fix it. Like that's scary. And that's awful. And I can't imagine what you're going through. And the kids, I relate to the kid thing. That's like the worst part to me because it's like, they don't stop needing you and wanting you and being all over you. So. Oh, I, I've cried so many times because I can hear them downstairs and they beg for me to do something with them or, you know, they'll be outside and I look out the window and I would do nothing more than, than want to be out there and play with them. But like, that's the blame thing, which I think is so important. And back to Cuomo, what he did today, how he really did such detrimental damage to the community and to the victims of COVID and to the society at large right now that already has enough angst and everybody's looking Mm -hmm. to blame something, blame someone for something right now. It's easier to believe that, I got COVID because I messed up. It's easier to believe that if I stopped eating, you know, cheesecake, that, um, that I would be uh, skinny to make that, that would be an equivalent analogy to somebody that doesn't eat a lot of cheesecake that actually knows what you put into your body actually matters. And that mm-hmm. besides your waistline, somebody that actually is quite health conscious and eats organic and tries not to have too much dairy and does all those right things and probably drinks too much booze on occasion. But the reality is, what he did today is so hurtful and I think people still have their head in the sand and would still love to believe that somehow Jacqueline messed up and she's not telling yeah. because she doesn't want to be honest. That would, somebody can sleep at night easier believing mm-hmm. that than really being honest with themselves and say Jacqueline really did nothing wrong. You and know, the one thing I do know 
is that I'm now resentful that I've spent seven months of my life protecting myself and my family only to turn around and get it and now be suffering for six weeks. I wish I just was licking doorknobs back in March and would have been done with it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's like the, what I didn't think about is having to call all those people and tell them like oh. we were together. Like, say, it's reminds no. me of like having to call people and tell them you have herpes. Well, and you have to like give their names and information to the state. Like, so I mean, do you, my friends would murder me if I gave their phone number to a contact tracer to call them to say like someone you've been in contact with has COVID and for privacy reasons like we can't tell you who but blah 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 like my friends would be so mad if I gave their information to the state contract tracers like I yeah well, it's mortifying and people are so mean I, I get diagnosed on a uh, I get the it came in like Wednesday late at night I, I opened at like 3 a.m. on Thursday mm-hmm. and um I start getting emails. I start getting phone calls Thursday afternoon from the state. And I'm like, how does the state know that I have COVID? When you test positive for COVID, that gets handed over to the state. Right. And Jesus. they don't stop calling you until you answer. And I all of a sudden became quite sick within 48 hours. And I didn't feel like chatting with the state about me and my COVID. Because frankly, the first 48 hours, and I think this is what actually got me to become pretty sick. I spent the first two days dealing with crazy moms asking me all these questions about what I may have not done, you know, to to get it and, you know, where I was and what can I do this and do that, answer 8 million questions. Um, and that exhausted me right. of all the people that I had contact and all the questions I had to answer over and over and over again. Before we let you go, before you have to take a breath, bath to breathe, you said, right? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Before we let you go so you can open your lungs so you can breathe, what is it... You were a quasi-religious person at one point. You were part of some culty thing. But um, what does it do for you, for your faith, that Trump got this and was done with it in 24 hours, and he's like 75, and Chris Christie is 511 pounds and got this and was done with it in a week? Um, I believe that God gives you what you can handle. Mm-hmm. I... I think that's drink. great. Get a few Jacqueline. drinks in her and see what she great. really feels. She's tougher than Trump and and uh, Christy. <laughs> that's what it is. Tom, see, and that's why Tom hasn't gotten COVID because <laughs> Tom gets total like man cold. Like gets one sniffle and is laid up. <laughs> I, I yeah no I mean no to the point of, about the face. It's like honestly with the face component of it. Like I just I literally go to bed at night praying that my family doesn't get this. Like and I think. I thought many a times, like, why do I have this so bad? Like, and just, it's, it's all the unknowns. It's, it's all of the, how do I go from two weeks of the worst flu, like symptoms of my life? I'm better for a day. I think, oh my gosh, I've turned the corner. And then the next day I come down with pneumonia. It just, Mm -hmm. and and all the symptoms are constantly evolving and constantly changing. And the second I think that the worst is behind me, the worst is in front of me. So I don't, it doesn't take away my faith in God or, society or any of those things if anything it makes me more compassionate and you know just try to just be thankful for my health and look back on days where I was able to work out really hard and feel really strong I will say that on a vanity standpoint my face is so skinny it's upsetting because nobody can see it that is important actually women would probably want to know if they lose yeah because I think there's a no appetite thing along with the can't smell or taste anything I I never had it I never lost my sense of smell or taste and um, you know, I haven't drank alcohol in almost six weeks, so that 
that makes a massive um, mm-hmm. impact. So you look like a million um, bucks. What? You look like a million bucks. There's a silver lining. Uh, well, I don't know if I'd call myself a million bucks, but I would say I don't look like a booze bag. You know, my face is all bloated. Well, I wouldn't know how that is. Positive. Jacqueline, you can find... No, I know. You wouldn't have that. You can find her on Twitter, at Jacqueline Cashman. She won't be tweeting because she's mostly dead at the moment. But she will be back, and obviously you've got to write a column, Jacqueline. There's no, I mean, what you said, this, this, these are insights that I had, I never thought about, actually. Um, and so uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you for letting me finally successfully exploit your debilitating uh, illness. And uh, when this is all over, I look forward to uh, having a cocktail with you. I hope so. Nice talking with you, too, Alice. Nice to talk to you, Jacqueline. Feel better. There she is, Jacqueline Cashman. Nice. To, I'm glad that she's actually well living for the for the time being, and and um, it was uh, good to talk to her finally. And it took it took Andrew Cuomo. So thank you, Andrew Cuomo, for facilitating this interview with Jacqueline Cashman. Alice, one, two, three, four. Tell the people what she wore. Uh, our Twitter is Burn Barrel Pod. Uh, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can also email us, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Find us at Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel on YouTube. Uh, we also just started a parlor account, so you can find us at Burn Barrel Podcast on there as well. Remember when we did an orange zone and a red zone in Brooklyn and Queens and we closed the schools? Don't you remember that? Okay, so don't you, so what are you talking about? How, what are you talking about? You're now going to override. We did it already. Two more hawks got fever. An orange zone and a red zone. Follow the facts. I'm still confused. Well, then you're confused. I'm confused. And then I'll tell you what, Jimmy. Still, parents are still confused as well. The schools oh, they're not confused. Tomorrow. You're confused. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.